Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. I'm your host, Gladys Geron. Each week, we talk with DEP experts, scientists, and environmental professionals about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, land, water, and natural and historic resources. You can subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow Discover DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Today, we are joined by Deputy Commissioner Debbie Manns, who is here to help us celebrate Women's History Month. Since the first National Women's History Month in March 1987, every year we take a moment to recognize, honor, and celebrate the achievements of American women. This month recognizes the courage and contributions of women everywhere who are breaking down barriers, raising their voices, and fighting for what they believe in. There has been a continuous effort to bring and engage women in the STEM and environmental fields, including here at DEP. Women are represented in every leadership category at DEP, from the executive team, assistant commissioners, directors, and administrators. Debbie, welcome to DEP. Tell us about your experience so far. Well, thanks for welcoming me. It's been just over a month since I've got here, and it was a a big transition. I came from an environmental nonprofit into uh, state government for the second time, but it's been great. There's a great professional staff here that's been very supportive and helping me learn the ropes. So tell us about your background. What did you do before coming to DEP? So directly before I came to DEP for the last 10 years, I have been running an environmental nonprofit organization called New York, New Jersey Baykeeper. And the mission of that group was to protect, preserve, and restore the New York, New Jersey Harbor Estuary. And that is one of the most populated estuaries on the planet. And so it was a really interesting dynamic of looking at urban areas and making sure that everyone there has access to open space, clean water, the waterfront. You know, it's really important to me that we give everyone opportunities to get out and explore the world around them. And what barriers, if any, have you had to overcome in the workforce? So, you know, I've been in the nonprofit arena, and before I was at Baykeeper, I was in the governor's office under Governor John Corzine. And, you know, I've been lucky. I think I've been, you know, kind of given some opportunities and some chances starting very early to, you know, do things on the ground, take a hold of initiatives, you know, which is easier to do in a nonprofit uh, sector when you have fewer people and, and things need to get done. So they've been mostly positive, but sometimes there are obstacles I've faced as a woman, including, you know, employees saying, well, I've never worked for a woman before. And, you know, you're trying to understand the dynamics around that, or I'll often be the only woman in a meeting or in a room and sometimes you know you'll have to lead that meeting and you know there's interesting dynamics around that but I think my favorite example of an interesting obstacle I've not sure I've overcome but had to deal with as a woman is I was in a legislative committee just about a year ago and I was giving testimony this is in the New Jersey state legislature and uh, after I gave my testimony not one but two men got up and said you know Debbie made a great point but she didn't explain it very well and then they proceeded to explain and say exactly what I had just said so it still happens it's not insurmountable but it's just something I think women deal with on a day-to-day basis and what's something you've accomplished that you're especially proud of 
Well, most recently, I mean, there's a lot, especially revolving around my family. But recently, I decided to run for borough council in my hometown. Uh, it was, there was only one woman on the council at the time. And I just felt that there needed to be a diversity of representing the rest of the town. We have a lot of families in town and, and families with small children. And that wasn't really a voice on the council. So I ran um, in a nonpartisan election and won uh, my seat. So I was has uh, been on the town council since January, and I'm really proud of that. Well, congratulations. Thanks. What are some women professionals, writers, scientists, or teachers that you looked up to when you were growing up? I think for me, it's been, it was especially my teachers in elementary school, who were all women, and they really allowed me and to feel confident about excelling or doing well in class and giving extra work. And uh, they were role models for me. And, you know, we're st- I'm still in touch with some of those uh, teachers mm. many years later. And we share how our families have grown up. And so that's, that's what was important to me. And what would you say to encourage young women just getting a start in the STEM fields? In the STEM fields. So I always make the joke, my undergraduate was political science, which is not a STEM field. I wish it would. Maybe on the STEAM side, I would fit in. But, you know, it's be confident in yourself and, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. And that's harder to, you know, that's easy to say. It's, it's kind of harder to do. But for me, I was able to find kind of my cohorts, you know, uh, people who, who got it, your support group. And that can, you know, that can vary. And in college, it was the athletic team that I was on. It was great being surrounded by a bunch of women who were disciplined and smart and dedicated and, and passionate. And so, you know, that made it easy for me to, to feel the same way. And that certainly gave me the confidence for doing what I want to do. And, and hopefully there's similar opportunities for women, either in their high school or college, to find the same the people like them who support their work in the STEM area. And Debbie, can you tell us a little bit about what DEP is doing to ensure that we maintain a diverse workforce? Well, I do think, you know, we do have, a, especially on women, I think uh, we're at 42% of the workforce here is uh, our women and that's um, that's pretty good and the acting commissioner McCabe did name a diversity officer within the last month and, and really elevated that role so that is a few of the steps that we're doing and hopefully there'll be more to come well Debbie I want to thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to talk to us today and to highlight the importance of women's history here at DEP no problem thanks so much for inviting me Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on this podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.